Hello, detectives. Welcome back to Star Notes, aka my diary, where I examine my world for clues that lead to self-liberation. It's Lexi, of course, and this week I have been guided to look into topics such as self-love and acceptance, as well as personal transformation. And being the detective that I am, it all began with my first clue, which is usually just a feeling or thought that I have and it ends up being a lot deeper than expected. This week, it started with this sudden lack of interest in social media, and this was because I just couldn't connect with the content I was putting out, and it felt like I was trying too hard to make things curated and perfect, and I know we talked about this in the, uh, I think it was the second entry, yeah, and I just, I don't know, I'm just so done with it, and I was noticing how social media can be a playground for your ego if you're not careful enough. And it can also be a place for power and enlightenment and joy, but it's really up to you if you create that space for yourself. And personally, I feel like I've just been falling into that trap of wanting to prove myself and wanting that praise and validation. And the joy that I used to get just has dwindled over time. And I'm not really sure if it's connected to the fact that I used to be, you know, really just curating content all the time and feeling really inspired and joyful. And maybe that's just... Um, gone because of like mental health and other reasons. But regardless of why this is happening, I was just shocked that I was losing so much interest in content creation because it's something that I've loved and have wanted to pursue ever since I was 12. But I was looking at my Instagram page and I felt nothing, like it lacked so much of me. And then the same goes for TikTok. It just felt empty. And I was just so tired of putting energy into something that felt meaningless and it felt like I wasn't receiving anything back. So I started examining why this sudden loss of interest is happening and um, I definitely think it is a combination of my mental health and also just noticing that something is off. So I started journaling as I usually do and I realized that social media isn't entirely enjoyable right now because I'm not presenting myself authentically. And there are many reasons for this, usually stemming from childhood and, you know, cumulative experience throughout my life. But further introspection revealed that, you know, my whole life I've been trying so hard to fit in, to be cool, to be likable, to be pretty. And I've hidden so much of myself. And growing up, I felt a lot of otherness, you know, being a person of color in a predominantly white town. And then later when I figured out that I'm queer, that added like another layer. And so it's just, I don't know, always felt like I was off and different and didn't really quite belong anywhere. So I tried to mold myself into this perfect person, someone who was fashionable and pretty and smart and just really put together. Even though um, growing up, I was just none of those things. I was awkward and shy and I had undiagnosed ADHD and anxiety, which I just got diagnosed with this month. And I've just fought so hard against everything that made me feel inadequate. And in junior high, I remember like I started to work extra hard to focus in class and go above and beyond what was asked of me because before then I actually had a lot of trouble concentrating in school and I was struggling a lot, even though outwardly it didn't seem that way. And then starting in high school, once I got a grasp of like, you know, my academic skills, I really started to focus on my appearance and I tied a lot of my self-worth to that. Admittingly, I still do. I mean, who doesn't? But even then, when I was focusing on my appearance, um, no matter how much time I put into my outfits, I just still felt awkward. 
I still carried that like loner energy that I had growing up, even though I had friends. Um, but, you know, there weren't too many Asian kids in my school and I wasn't friends with any of them, which I regret. Um, but I just noticed that a lot of my insecurities definitely stemmed from not just seeing, not seeing myself in other people's faces and also from seeing all of my crushes, you know, go after girls who look the complete opposite of me. You know, they have all these European Eurocentric features that I don't have. And um, it just felt really disheartening. And also I just felt like my personality felt like too much, you know, like I was being constantly judged for being extra or outspoken or like creative, you know, now those things I take pride in, but um, in certain spaces, I definitely felt hesitant to share those sides of me. And it's really interesting because a lot of this is just internal anxiety, you know, that I've harbored. But I think a lot of people who don't fit into the, I guess, quote unquote, like status quo has felt like this sense of otherness. But I want to go into the topic of code switching and how we adapt our behavior and what we share about ourselves based on the company we're in. And everyone code switches. And I think it's a natural thing that we as humans do. I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but it does tie into this whole thing where sometimes you could code switch too much where you lose yourself. And since I've been used to putting on so many different, you know, personas based on what will be more likable, it just, I don't know what feels like me. And I've just gotten so used to these masks that I've been putting on that I don't really know what's actually underneath. And I'm just think like, oh yeah, this is, you know, how I'm, you know, how I am. Um, a great quote to just explain this um, more concisely, I read in a book called uh, The Great Leap, and here's the quote. If you've been wearing a shy kid persona since you were in kindergarten, as an adult, you may actually think you're shy. You may not realize that it's like a suit you put on early in life and have been wearing so long you think it's your own skin. So yeah, I really love that quote because right now I just feel like I am taking off like that skin suit, right? And I'm delving into my old programming and just seeing where I'm putting up a front and like where it came from. But thankfully, you know, I do know who I am when I'm by myself and when I'm with people that I'm close with. Like I definitely have access to um, my, you know, authenticity. And for instance, if I'm with my friends, like close friends or my partner, I feel fully safe just to be me and behave the way I normally do and uh, talk about things that I love talking about, like queerness and veganism and sustainability and spirituality and all of these things, mindfulness for sure. Um, and I, you know, I feel so safe in doing that with them, but anywhere else I tend to withdraw and hide those parts of me like on social media. And even though I do like talking about the things that I listed, I feel like I don't fully dive into it because I'm, you know, fearful that other people won't like that. Um, and of course, like I don't need to be sharing the depths of my personality with strangers, but I definitely notice when I'm closing myself off in certain settings, especially when I'm around people who are not at all in the same spaces that I'm in. Like I would feel completely different being in a room full of straight white guys versus a room of queer people of color. And that's the thing, like shared identity makes us feel a lot safer and it makes us feel safer just to exist and communicate openly. And I'm grateful that I do have friends who occupy similar spaces that I do. And I think that cultivating that environment for yourself is so, so important. It impacts your sense of security 
and love for yourself. So this is your sign to just take stock of the people in your life. And if you have shared values and identities and experiences that you can relate to and like you talk about, and you should always feel safe with your friends and be able just to be so loved and nourished by them. And personally, I, I'm so grateful that I have friends who um, I do feel safe with. But something that I want to, I guess, expand is just like my circle of Asian friends, because currently I have zero close friends that are Asian. I guess that's my goal of 2021 is to have more Asian friends. And I also think, too, though, di um, diversifying the people you spend time with is important. So you gain wider perspective and empathy. It's equally important to have relationships with people who have the same identity as you for sake of finding and safety, but you know, it's good to just like get, get a good mix. But overall, fully feeling um, just seen and heard and understood is just what I'm striving to create for myself in terms of the expansion of my interpersonal relationships and also on social media. I have been really afraid to present myself as a queer Asian woman because I'm afraid that would drive people away and that my audience would dwindle, which, you know, makes no sense, right? Because I think I need to actually invite those people and those parts of me in because it's a huge part of my identity. And I would be doing just myself a disservice if I shunned those parts of myself. So I'm trying to stand up in my authenticity and just really be me. So this leads me to a question of reflection for you, which is, are you hiding parts of yourself for the sake of being likable? On a recent TikTok, I said it a lot more eloquently. I said, do you present a diluted version of yourself for the sake of being more digestible? So if you think about it, we're in a society that pushes so many standards of being onto us. And it's also a society that thrives off of people's insecurities. You know, there are businesses that capitalize off of how much we dislike ourselves, which, yeah, fucking sucks. And I think that as a collective, we've become so much more aware of these systems that are in place and how we're so conditioned to behave and want certain things to become more beautiful or wealthy or acceptable. But like so many others, I know these things intellectually, but to apply it and truly integrate the knowledge takes time. I am still so prone to being insecure just because I don't look like some girl I saw on TikTok. And I'm telling you, any person, regardless of their race, who is praised for their looks on social media, all have some feature that society has told us is like the best feature. And usually it's a Eurocentric one. Um, for example, the only people that I've seen idolized, at least in the Asian community, have been K-pop stars. And they have what? Slim faces and, you know, European noses and really pale skin. And, you know, I don't have any judgment towards them, but I'm just saying how these standards are so unrealistic. And we've just have, we just have so many standards of beauty that are impossible to achieve unless you get like cosmetic surgery. And just this just goes for everyone, truly. And um, my heart goes out to any person listening to this who has felt or is feeling like they will never be quote unquote attractive enough. I could speak for days about beauty standards. I wrote like a whole like thesis paper about it in high school, but I digress. What I want to say is that people are, are always like, you know, you're so beautiful just the way you are, but that can fall flat when you've been dealing with insecurities for so long. And in my experience of feeling like I will never fit into the mold um, that people praise all the time and just never feeling pretty enough, what I have to say is be neutral. 
you know, just you exist, you have a body, you're breathing, you're doing a great job already. You can't jump from zero to a hundred. It's not realistic. Um, you can't go from hating yourself to loving yourself so quickly. And another thing I like to say to myself when I catch myself spiraling about my insecurities is to literally say, I am not dealing with this right now or you were done being sad. And I don't know, there's just something really funny and humorous just about this bratty energy that uplifts me all the time. And this will not work for everyone, but there's just something powerful about saying out loud that you don't want to deal with something and having just so much conviction. And I have that kind of relationship with myself where I can call myself out, but just, you know, remember when you are like feeling all of these like negative and just like shameful feelings, they... Um, are valid and you don't need to sink into it though to make it so. Um, I think I mentioned this in uh, my first podcast episode and like a different podcast that I stopped making. Um, this one's a lot better though. But I said how we just sometimes choose to go into our, our suffering, right? Like if we're heartbroken and sad, we choose to listen to really heartbreaking, sad music, which is fine, you know, like that's human. There's no shame in that. But sometimes we want to feel so bad. Um, we have like so much free will that sometimes like we choose for a split second to just sink deeper into something that we don't need to. Um, a feeling can still be valid without you having to make a whole like narrative and your whole um, world about that. And I know it's easier said than done. And I'm, you know, someone who struggles with mental illness. So I understand the, the saying that can feel invalidating, but always observe and like acknowledge your feelings, but like you don't gotta spiral. Like catching yourself in that spiral is um, just a skill that takes, you know, some time to, to master and get used to. But I wanted to put that out there just to inspire some like reflection about that. Moving forward, whenever you feel yourself being open to kind of getting out of that neutrality, start celebrating yourself as much as possible, even in little ways. And this isn't just for looks, but for your personality and your identity, your hobbies, the things that bring you joy, you know, you as a whole person, start celebrating and embracing that on an individual personal level. And something interesting about the topic of self-love is that there's, you know, only one form of it that's talked about. People say, love yourself, do nice things for yourself, be your own best friend, which is all valid and definitely resonates, you know, when you are at a certain point in your journey, but sometimes it just doesn't click. And something that's helped me is saying to myself, I'm going to do what I can and take care of myself in the same way I do when I'm sick. So when we're physically ill, we go into full like self-care mode. We drink all the water, we eat food that heals us, we sleep a ton, we just do easy, joyful things to make us feel better, like just watching Netflix or YouTube. And we need to start implementing, you know, the same kind of behavior when we're when we're not doing well mentally. We have to become our own nurturer and put mental health on the same level as physical health. And when we accept that care from ourselves, there's like this weight that lifts and the shame is released. Sometimes we get, you know, so mad at ourselves, like for what? You know, you could be on your phone and then remember you didn't do everything on your to-do list and then you get all sad and frustrated and mad on your phone. But, you know, instead of being frustrated on your phone, just enjoy the time on your phone or stop being on your phone. But like, you don't have to make that time filled with so much anger and shame. Uh, and you don't have to attach any narrative to it, you know, to you just being on your phone. 
recognize that sure, but it doesn't help you to be upset at yourself, you know, and this goes for when you're relaxing too. It's not true rest if you feel guilty the entire time. You don't always have to be doing something productive. And I think a great form of self-care is allowing relaxation and indulgence when you can. Something else that I've been working on is accepting and embracing how I operate in the world, honoring my needs and personal practices. So for instance, in the morning I have to have a quiet and solitude and I have this whole morning ritual that's really important to me. And I realize that other people don't operate that way. And if I'm living with other people and they're all up and about and like socializing and I'm just holed up in my room, I really like notice that, um, that I'm just like doing my own thing. And instead of feeling weird or out of place, like I usually would, um, or feeling like I should go socialize, I just accept that it's a part of me, that I just want my alone time. As you can see, self-acceptance goes way beyond just looks and personality. Sometimes it's so nuanced, right? And recognizing the parts of yourself that are sacred to you or the parts that bring you joy is a superpower in my opinion, but it does take time and introspection and really when you are spending a lot of time by yourself like I am, I um, kind of go into my own world and I notice that I go into my own rhythm and just do my own thing. And I think it's okay to just bring that into spaces with other people, right? Um, kind of just creating your own bubble of safety. And I think it's really crucial that we take that time for ourselves because if we're interacting and socializing and just never having time to ourselves, I feel like our internal energy um, levels just can go down so drastically. And I know people are like, oh, well, I'm an extrovert, you know, or I'm an introvert, whatever. I've said this probably like a thousand times already on this show, but balance is of course always, always going to be key. So if you feel like you're just spending so much time kind of being in hermit mode and isolating yourself from the world, you know, you gotta like step out, reach out to friends, maybe just go for a walk and just do something to feel connected. And if you feel like you're just constantly socializing on the move, go, 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 maybe you have to just take a day to yourself or carve out a certain time of your day to just have your own personal time. And if we are just too much in either world, we will feel energetically just off balance. So balance, balance, balance <laughs> is what we should always strive for um, and constantly be aware of because we live in a world of extremes sometimes where we're like, well, we have to be one or the other, but you can be both. You can coexist, right? You can be both introverted and extroverted. Just make sure that you are honoring your needs as much as possible. So that's my little spiel about that. But I do want to change the subject now to self-discovery and identity. So as you know, we are constantly changing and evolving, but most of the time we have a few things about ourselves that we are, you know, settled on or at least comfortable with, be it certain interests or hobbies, sexuality, our style, career, etc. But what happens when you start questioning those things? Like all of a sudden your reality is flipped because you thought you were one thing and then now you don't know. And it really is life-changing when what seemed like a fixed part of your identity is now not feeling right anymore. And this is where you have to remind yourself that you don't need to rush into finding or discovering anything or putting a label on something. I know that you're gonna wanna try to figure out, you know, or find 
um, like just that one drastic thing that you can do to speed up the process. And I find that a lot of people do this in the form of like suddenly changing your appearance, be it your hair or piercings or just changing your style, which, you know, I have totally done. And usually we go for these outer changes to kind of spark that inner change. But what we need to do instead is create that space, that inner space to reflect so that we know what the new thing is and then change, you know, in whatever way we see fit. Not sure if that really made sense. I kind of went in a little ramble, but allow yourself some introspection is what I'm saying instead of just jumping into like that instant gratification thing and let your introspection be a fun, cozy experience. Set some mood lighting, put on some ambient music, light some candles, take a spiritual bath, uh, get a warm drink and just create an atmosphere that feels inviting. And this makes sitting with your thoughts just a lot more approachable and tender. And people don't often like being alone with their thoughts because it feels isolating and scary at times. But if you see it as an adventure, then it becomes a lot more exciting. A metaphor that's really helped me get in the mood for deep reflection is imagining that my mind is a beautiful alcove in the forest and the trees are almost bioluminescent and there's just a giant cloud couch for me to sit on and relax. And there's a projector showcasing like my mind movie right in the forest. And what I do is sit on the couch and the cloud couch, that is, with my favorite snacks and just observe myself, you know, talk to myself, see what appears on the projected screen. And something always comes up, no matter what. So I just like basking in the unveiling of myself. And that's what I love to do and definitely craft your own magical world in your mind for you to explore. It could be, you know, in the ocean or in the sky or just whatever made up place you want to go to and just feel safe and magical in, just go for it. I love just consulting myself in this way and consulting myself first in regards to matters of the self. I try not to talk to other people about it unless it's urgent or time sensitive. I think that listening to your heart and your intuition strengthens your inner knowing. And you know yourself best and your most tender desires, and no one else has access to that. So follow your curiosity where it may lead you. And if it involves other people, so be it. But make sure you're speaking to someone that creates a safe and understanding environment. And make sure that conversation with them is intentional and self-directed. So if you're questioning aspects of yourself or your lifestyle, this is your sign to dig into that more and see what you find. Change always leads to expansion and expansion can be uncomfortable, but it's the most freeing thing ever. And it's the best thing you can do for yourself. Personally, I'm still trying to figure out what shift I need to make. I, have, I definitely feel like I have to make one. Um, it feels like I'm being called back home, like on a soul level. And I'm just really pondering what that means for me and how that looks, but I'm excited nonetheless. It feels like I'm on the brink of another breakthrough and I'm just excited to see how I can further step into my authenticity. So with that, I'm going to close the journal and send you back to your own world. I hope that this has inspired you to do some reflecting whenever it feels right. And I really hope that you've gained just more insight on how to give yourself permission to just fully embrace and accept yourself, even if other people don't. Um, I think having your own sanctuary within yourself is just vital to overall happiness and fulfillment. 
And then sharing that with other people who really make you feel safe is gonna expedite that feeling of just magic and joy in your life. So I think that kind of wraps up everything that we talked about. But definitely stay tuned with Star Notes by following and also checking out the Star Noted Instagram at Star Noted, um, where I post dreamy reflective graphics with more kind of reflective questions that I talked about here. And if you want to stay in touch with me, you can hit up my Instagram at Vitaly Girl, V I E T A L Y Girl, and we will see what's in store this upcoming week. But thank you so much for being here and set some intentions for what you want this week to look like for you. The next episode should be coming out on the following Monday. But until then, I wish you all the magic and adventure in the world. Keep investigating, and I'll talk to you next time. Bye.